Welcome to another episode of Search News You Can Use with me, Dr. Marie Haynes. I'm recording this episode on Wednesday, June 12th from a hotel room in Boston. I've just spoken at Search Love. This is my first time at the Search Love conference, and it's a really, really good conference. The quality of the speakers here was really, really incredible. Um, and the Search Love, the distilled um, organizers who put this conference together, they worked really closely with me and with the other speakers to make sure that we were bringing advanced topics. Um, And I think pretty much every speaker that I heard, I took tons of notes from them. So thank you, Distilled, for putting on a great conference. I really felt welcome here. Uh, I had a great time hanging out with uh, Joy Hawkins and her employee Dave last night. Uh, We had a fantastic dinner and pretty much solved all the world's problems. So you know it's a good conference when relationships build. You know, it's it's, uh, I've had a really good time here. So let's get on to the podcast. We're going to do things a little bit differently here, not drastically different, um, but you're going to notice that I'm doing a little bit less of uh, the news in the podcast. We'll still talk about things that you need to know. If there's an algorithm update, we're going to talk about that. But a lot of the little SEO tips that we include in the newsletter, we're just going to leave those in the newsletter. So mariehaines.com slash newsletter. This is episode 87, and uh, you can find more on what I'm saying in the newsletter. The feedback that we're getting from our listeners is that what most of you are enjoying the most is, and I don't understand this, but is me babbling on about my thoughts on what the algorithms are doing and uh, what Google is doing in general. And so I'm going to do more of that. I'm going to give you some some of my thoughts on the latest update, although we're still unpacking this and I don't have a, a complete summary yet of everything that we think is going on. Um, and I'm going to give you, uh, we're also going to do the Q&A section that we started last week where uh, users can ask questions. And if you want to ask me a question, I can't guarantee every question is going to get uh, into the podcast, but you can ask questions in the newsletter, again, episode 87 at mariehaines.com slash newsletter. So let's move on here. We all know that there was a big algorithm update that started on June 3rd, and it's awesome that Danny Sullivan now is pre-announcing these things. Um, And somebody asked him whether he would continue to do this, and he said, yes, he will. And he commented that, you know, it's not like he's going to pre-announce it and then you can fix things all of a sudden. He did mention that, um, you know, in order to recover from a quality-related hit, a large number of quality-related changes need to happen to see a site improve. And so um, I'm on board with that. You know, we see when when we do have clients that see nice recoveries, it usually takes a few months uh, for Google to start recognizing things, or often it takes a couple of core updates for things to start to change. Um, And core updates can happen, uh, you know, they can be a month apart, they can be six months apart. So sometimes it can be frustrating when you're waiting to, to see recovery. Um, So let's talk about what we know so far about this June 3rd core update. So first of all, it started on June 3rd, but most people felt the effects of it June 4th or a few days later. Danny Sullivan confirmed uh, just recently that on June 8th, it had finished rolling out. So that's, you know, five days for an update to roll out. That's probably fairly normal. I think we've had other ones that have taken a long time. Um, I'm wondering if the fact that it takes a full five days has anything to do with the severity of the update. 
I have to say this is a very unusual update. Usually by this point, you know, if we put in a good 10 or 20 hours analyzing uh, the sites that we have access to, the other posts that people have written and whatnot, we can usually come up with conclusions that we can see, look, the sites that were affected, they were all sites with this issue, or, you know, they were all, we, we usually can figure that out. And this time, uh, you know, it's hard to, uh, to completely figure it out. Um, if you are a paid subscriber of the newsletter, then you have access to what my current thoughts are. I'm just going to very briefly say that um, health sites were again affected, uh, a lot of natural health sites, and sites that had been seeing improvements saw drops with this current update, and so there's something going on there. There's this information about the daily news seeing big drops, and uh, we're going to unpack that once I finally get my article out on uh, what's happening with this update. Uh, I've spent a long amount of time going into this, and I'll I'll talk to you about why I think the Daily Mail has dropped. Um, I think that it may not be completely EAT. There might be uh, some other issues here, uh, but still those issues relate to the T, the trustworthiness. So um, I'll, I'm sorry to keep you hanging on this, but I'm reluctant to publish anything until I just feel a little bit more confident in uh, what we're seeing here. There's also some interesting things. We're... Um, uh, getting some requests for help from sites about cryptocurrencies. Um, many of you have probably heard that CCN.com published a blog post about how they are shutting down because of this core algorithm update. It, that seems a little drastic to me. I mean, the update when they published it had not even finished rolling out. So uh, it seems to me, I bet you that post got a ton of links. Um, I believe we linked to it. So we are um, looking into CCN as well. We're not, uh, they haven't contracted us to work with them. Um, but uh, but it's a really interesting case. And again, I feel like Google has sort of turned the dials on trust. In some things, they've uh, increased the, the, the dials on brand awareness. And you know, actually, that might be what's going on with CCN. I actually just thought of that just as I'm, I'm talking here. So I'm going to have more info on, you, on this for you maybe next week. I think by then we should have it figured out. Uh, well, not completely figured out, but we should have more idea of what's going on. The next thing, though, that complicates things is that Google, and again, Danny Sullivan, thank you for pre-announcing these, um, actually did two updates at the exact same time. So Danny tweeted about what they called the diversity update. So the diversity update, uh, I'm going to read the tweet thread here from Danny Sullivan. He tweeted this on the Google search liaison account. He said, have you ever done a search and gotten many listings from all the same site in the top results? We've heard your feedback about this and wanting more variety. A new change now launching in Google search is designed to provide more site diversity in our results. This site diversity change means that you usually won't see more than two listings from the same site in our top results. However, we may still show more than two in cases where our systems determine it's especially relevant to do so for a particular search. So what I thought would happen with this is, you know, those searches where you search for something and then like the first five listings are Yelp and then the local businesses are actually under that. I assumed that Google would change that so the first two listings are Yelp. And I looked at examples. If you are a SEMrush subscriber uh, on their Guru plan, you can actually, and this is not a paid endorsement or anything, it's just, uh, it's such a helpful tool for us to use. You can actually look back at what the SERPs look like. Um, I think it back as far as 2012. It's, uh, it's a fantastic tool. 
So we spent a great amount of time looking at uh, Yelp keywords that they ranked for and looking at the search results from before this diversity update compared to what they are now. And really that, you know, the, the five results from Yelp, I'm actually not seeing that unless I'm not looking at the right keywords. Uh, so, so far I'm not seeing that. But we are seeing some interesting things, which again, we're going to write more about once we get time to get all this together. And um, there are some sites that had multiple listings, but really low down in the page. So for example, uh, one that we looked at was they had, uh, they currently have for one keyword ranking at number six and number seven. Previously, this site had positions number six through to 20. And when we look at the traffic for this site, uh, they actually saw increases. So part of me was saying, how is this possible? You know, if Google removed 18 different versions of uh, different URLs from this website, from the SERPs, how could they see an increase in traffic? And I think what happened was they actually removed some keyword cannibalization that those two URLs that are ranking really well now are uh, more authoritative and they're not competing against their own sites or their own URLs. So we still have a lot more to unpack on this. Um, it's a bit frustrating that they overlap. Uh, so again, Danny Sullivan said regarding the core update that it started on June 3rd, the impact started being felt for most sites on June 4th, and it continued to go to June 8th. Well, the diversity update um, started on June 4th. And so uh, it's very, very hard to determine what's going on here. So we're sort of working on putting together a, a solid methodology that we can use uh, to determine which update it was that you were affected by. And um, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll be able to give you some more concrete information in the weeks to come. Um, I've sort of jumped away from trying to be the first to publish on algo updates. I'll, I'll tell you, you know, years ago, that was my thing. I was like, okay, I want to be the first one. Google made a change. And that's why I made my algo update list. And now that we've kind of got some brand awareness, I think there's a lot of people that know they're, they're looking for us to give uh, our opinions on this thing. We're going to take our time more now. And so um, I know it's a bit frustrating because if you've been hit by one of these updates, you want to know exactly what it's covering. Uh, but I would rather have accurate information than be the first. <laughs> I'm laughing because I remember when I was in grade two, uh, I had to write out a hundred times, it is better to do it right than finish first. That's like a good life motto, right? Let's move on to the news here. There was another Google bug. This was a short-lived one, but if you have AMP pages, you may be seeing a drop in traffic to those pages on June 11th. So around midnight, the morning of June 11th, uh, people started noticing that AMP pages, um, if you opened them, you could not click through to the main site. So if the page was hosted on uh, on Google Cache, then you couldn't click through to the main site. And uh, uh, this was a bug on Google's side, and it was apparently fixed the evening of June 11th. So I'm glad to see that that's fixed. We talked recently about the Google Discover data is now in Google Search Console. So if you get traffic from Discover, this is uh, really helpful. Search Console has now said that it's going to default to show us 90 days of data. Um, so that's good. And hopefully they'll keep extending that as uh, 
um, time goes by. I actually thought, you remember a little while ago, uh, Search Console, with the new Search Console, they said, yay, now you get 16 months of data because it used to be three months. And I was like, 16 months is a really odd number to, uh, to give us. And I thought it was, well, it was 16 months ago that we started collecting this in a way that allowed us to show it to people. Um, and I assumed that over time, that 16 months would turn into, you know, 24 months or more uh, reasonable numbers. But that hasn't happened. We still get 16 months. So I don't know where those uh, numbers came from. Here's a good thing that came up on Twitter about uh, the ranking boost for HTTPS. So we've talked about this a few times. If your site is HTTPS, according to Google, that is a ranking factor and you can have a boost. Um, Google has said, though, that it's a very tiny boost. Uh, It's probably like a tiebreaker. So if all things were equal and the score for whatever quality um, Google's looking at on your site is equally the same as another site, the site that is HTTPS will receive a a, a ranking boost, a tiny ranking boost. Um, And one of the things that came up this week was whether your security certificate needs to be valid in order to get the ranking certificate. So what Gary said was that if you have HTTPS in your URL, and that URL is what's indexed, then you get the ranking boost. Um, I think, though, if your security certificate is invalid, your site would, your page would stop ranking. I mean, I, yeah, so I don't know. That kind of seems kind of silly to me. Um, talking about, uh, uh, we mentioned last week that with mobile first indexing, if you add a new site to Google Search Console from uh, July 1st on, it will automatically be indexed as mobile first. Um, There's no more desktop indexing for brand new sites. Somebody asked whether subdomains would be the same. So if I have a site that perhaps isn't on mobile first indexing and I add a new subdomain, does that mean that subdomain is going to be mobile first indexed? And the answer is uh, um, no. So uh, if you have a new subdomain, um, Google is going to index it the same way that they currently do your regular domain. Um, Apparently, I think about 50% of the sites across the web are already on um, mobile-first indexing. So, you know, this is still relevant to quite a few people. Um, There was an interesting talk uh, at SMX Advance last week in which um, Frederick DeBoot of Bing uh, says that it's still important to disavow links on Bing. I wanted to talk about this because I have not done much disavowing on Bing. uh, And there's a couple reasons for that. Number one, Bing's disavow tool, it's very challenging to uh, disavow a large number of links. Apparently, you can do it through the Bing uh, API, which I have not attempted yet. Uh, But if you want to do it without the API, you have to do it link by link or domain by domain. And, uh, you know, we'll often disavow thousands of links or domains. So uh, this is, you know, challenging. The other thing, though, is that Bing doesn't have really clear information on what constitutes an unnatural link in their eyes. Um, And so often what we'll see is a site that we know has unnatural links in Google's eyes and has been maybe suppressed for ranking or just isn't ranking to its full potential, will be ranking really well on Bing. That's actually a way that you can um, sometimes determine if a site has unnatural links. If your Bing rankings are tremendously better than Google, it can be because Google's got, I believe, more sophisticated algorithms uh, regarding links. So 
sometimes, you know, I don't really want to go in and disavow in Bing because I don't want to hurt traffic in Bing. Uh, and so I haven't done very many experiments with this. If you've done work with Bing in terms of disavowing, uh, feel free to tweet at me. It's Marie underscore Haynes, H-A-Y-N-E-S. And uh, tell me what your experience was because, uh, um, you know, it might be something that we look into a little bit more and offer that along with our link auditing as well. Um, let's see here. Uh, one little thing about, uh, we talked a little bit last week about local SEO and how Q&A is now auto-suggesting answers. And this is actually becoming a very important thing. Uh, there was a tweet that I saw where somebody had typed into Q&A, how much does it? That was it. And then Google auto-suggested answers from uh, this business that were talking about prices. So I think it's very, very important that um, you keep an eye on your Q&A. And, uh, you know, Joy Hawkins had some really good tips uh, uh, during um, a section of uh, Search Love, just talking about how you can moderate your Q&A. You can... Um, Oh gosh, and I remember the exact details. I forget the exact details, so we'll have to come back to that. I'm so sorry for that, but and I don't want to misquote her. Um, so Joy, you may need to uh, come back to me on that that tip. But there are things you can do to moderate and keep on top of the Q and A, and you really want to keep an eye on that because you know this. If you're a big brand, Q and A is just a, a train wreck for a lot of big brands um, because people don't realize that business owners don't necessarily see these. It's 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 very challenging. So that. That's all we're going to do in terms of the news this week. Again, we have way more stuff on newsletter and uh, you can jump over to the newsletter to uh, to read that. Um, if you are new to podcasts, we have a paid version, but we have a free version and all of the Google news that is really, really important is on the free version. The paid version, though, goes into much greater depth with our thoughts, our analysis um, and other tips on SEO. So let's go to the new section here now that we are um, doing doing, uh, we started doing quite a while ago, uh, or quite a while ago, we started doing last week, um, is, is Q&A. And so we have invited you, the listener, to give us questions. Now, we had quite a few questions, and I'm just going to do two of them here, um, because unfortunately, you know, it could take a very long time. If this gets really popular, who knows? Maybe we'll do another podcast episode just for Q&A, or perhaps do some hangouts. I think that's something that I would love to do should we uh, make some more time for me. So this question is a little bit long, but um, it's a really good question. So here we go. In February, I got a notification from Google about an increase in 404 pages on my site. I had just launched a new site, so I thought maybe it had to do with that. Upon investigation of backlinks to my site on Ahrefs, I found what looked like all of these links. So I recently disavowed 14,000 spammy links, mostly Chinese, that were pointing to my site. In addition to disavowing those, I included a few other spammy links that, I didn't, see, that didn't seem to lead anywhere when I investigated them using Ahrefs. This is the interesting part. I am seeing a nice increase in traffic over the last few days and wondering if I think if you think it might be due to getting rid of all these spammy links, which I had nothing to do with. I've also been working on the quality, speed, and content of my site, along with cleaning up all those links. So this is a fantastic question, and I don't know the exact answer to it, but I'm going to give you my thoughts. The type of link that you're talking about, so when you see a bunch of foreign language links pointing to your website, or the same applies to if you see a bunch of porn-related links, anything with adult anchors. Um, once my site was hacked and I had a bunch of links for UGG boots, um, anything that's like 
high ticket, you know, something that people make good money on online, if you start seeing those types of anchors pointing to your uh, website, there's a good possibility that you've been hacked. So the first thing I would do is actually, I would recommend that you hire somebody. Um, I, you can reach out to us and we can recommend somebody for you. Uh, we do a lot of work with, uh, or we have in the past with Michael Vandemar. Um, and there are other good people too, who are really, really good at um, investigating whether a site's been hacked. Because some hacks will make it so that you can't see the results of the hack from your IP. There are really, really tricky hacks that are hard to determine. Um, and one little quick tip on that is you can do um, site colon searches to sort of get some evidence for hacked results in the search uh, results. So you can do site colon your site dot com or whatever it is, and then put in some keywords. So let's say uh, now it'll be a bit challenging with Chinese characters, but I think it still would work. Um, but let's say you saw that you had a bunch of links pointing to your site that had the word Viagra in it. Well, what you could do is do a site colon search for the word Viagra and assuming that that word doesn't appear naturally in your context, um, any posts that have the word Viagra potentially are there as a result of being hacked. So that's one thing. The next thing to know is that if you see the message of 404 errors in Search Console, that is not a ranking factor. Um, it's not like Google says, ah, we have 14,404 pages, so this site must be low quality. Those are, are normal. Um, they're there for you to be aware of it. But John Mueller has said several times that they're not... Um, they're not going to affect the ranking of a site. Uh, they're there because of the links. I think you knew that, that, you know, if somebody has linked to a bunch of your content and then that content doesn't actually exist, then, um, you know, or maybe, you know, it's gotten removed or what, they're still going to create links. Um, and those, you know, they'll be there, those 404 messages until those links are, are removed, unfortunately. Um, so, uh, the other thing, though, is the interesting part about the increases. Did these increases you see happen because of this disavow work? My guess is that the answer is no. Uh, Google says that they're very, very good at determining links from negative SEO, uh, links from hacking. Um, and so if, uh, you know, if this type of link, if they're ultra, ultra spammy, this is not the type of link that we think can either cause a manual action um, in 2019 or, uh, you know, negatively affect your rankings. We do think that there are links that can affect your rankings algorithmically. I have a post on that. If you go to mariehaines.com slash disavow 2019. There may be a hyphen between disavow and 2019. Um, I have information on that, uh, that where John Mueller was saying, you know, there are algorithms that say, hey, if we've detected you have a lot of links that go outside of Google's guidelines, and it looks like you're trying to manipulate your search rankings, then this can be a sign of um, you not being trustworthy. And Google may decide to say, look, we, we can't really determine which links pointing to this site are good, but we feel like there's a lot of bad ones there. And then they'll just start discounting even your good links. Uh, and so less trust is held by your site. Um, so, but in this case, I mean, Chinese spam links are very unlikely to be seen, in my opinion, as ones that you made to try to boost your rankings. I honestly think that the other changes that you've been making, so working on the quality, speed, and content, uh, were probably more to uh, um, responsible for the improvements that you've seen. So congrats on seeing improvements. I'm imagining that the improvements probably happened around June 4th, 5th, 
or sixth or so. Uh, if that's the case, it's probably the June core update. Thank you, though, for asking such a, a great question. And here's another question, too. Can manual actions affect a domain even after they are fixed? As in, do they have some sort of lingering effect on how Google perceives a site? Not unlike how a person with a criminal record will have a hard time getting a job in real life. So this is something that John Mueller has been asked several times. And whenever he's asked, he says there's no lasting stigma on a site. So it's not like uh, Google says, oh, you know, we gave the site a manual action. So now we're going to be really careful in ranking it in the future. That is not there. With that said, though, it's very common for a site with a manual action for unnatural links to have trouble ranking again or ever regain their rankings. Um, I'm not saying it's impossible. We've seen lots of sites that have seen nice improvements. But when you think about it, if you get a penalty or a manual action for unnatural links, those unnatural links, the reason why you got the penalty is because they were working so well to help improve rankings. So, um, you know, if they're gone, it's not like all of a sudden you're going to start, you know, regaining that benefit from those unnatural links. Um, but here's the thing. Let's say you got the penalty removed, but there still are unnatural links that you have not disavowed. It can happen. Um, and so those can factor into the algorithms I was just talking about. Not Penguin, but other algorithms that look at trust. So often sites that have a manual action for unnatural links will have algorithmic issues as well. It's not that the penalty is following you around. It's just that the algorithms are taking care of the links that they could handle. Um, and the manual action was for the other types of links. So, um, you know, and then when you talk about things like uh, another example is thin content penalties. When you get one of those, Usually that means, hey, you're doing something here that you're producing content on a massive scale and it's actually improving your rankings and we don't like it. So Google will, um, you know, they can put a very strong manual action on a site. A common reason for this is doorway pages. We also see it in sites where uh, let's say you have like a hundred different pages for, um, you know, every every city that you service uh, or even a hundred different websites for every city that you service. That can cause you a thin content penalty on every single one of those websites. Um, and that's the type of thing that once it's removed, the only way to get removed is to get rid of these doorway pages or doorway sites. And of course, your traffic is going to go down because you wouldn't have gotten the penalty if uh, they weren't working for you at some point. Um, so again, it's not that there's like a stigma on the site that Google never wants to trust you again, but there could be algorithms that are still distrusting you. So if you do get a manual action, um, you know, you really, really want to be sure that you've done everything you can to clean up this manual action. So that's all we've got uh, or all we're going to do for questions uh, in this episode. Tonight, I am on my way to Semni uh, event and we're going to do a dinner uh, where a bunch of SEOs are going to sit with me and ask me a bunch of questions. So I'm excited about that. Um, and I'm also going to be speaking at MozCon in July. So hopefully I'll see some of you there. And uh, I hope you have a fantastic week. I am going to be traveling home in the next couple of days, looking forward to seeing my family again and getting back into the office. Uh, so if if any of you have sent me emails that I have not responded to, I'm on it soon, just not, not just yet. I hope you have a great week and I wish you the best of luck with your rankings. <laughs>